Adam. Hey, Steve. We're uh, at the Fiserv. Dude, we are on in location. The we are on location for the first time since... In the Jockey Club. A Gentleman's February of 2020. It was March. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was March. Okay. I, we just had this conversation, too. Yeah, That's like really three funny. seconds ago. <laughs> so this is going to be a fun episode. We're, we're gonna, here. We're going to get some, some food from Cream City Cluckery. I don't know if you've heard of it. If you've been to a Bucks game, I don't know. I don't know how it works. We're gonna have to find Actually, out. Actually, you're right. I don't know that. I they... don't know how you get it. I think you have to have a podcast. I'm almost positive that you have to food. enter the under the disguise of yeah. a podcast. You have to have a secret code and yep. a connection. Yep. And a podcast. And you'll get that. So that, uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'm ready. Uh, this. Let's just pause for now, and then we're gonna come back. No, let's light it up right now. Light it up. Adam. Hey, Steve. Hey, this is, we're back live. This is awesome. And on location. We're following all the COVID guidelines and all that stuff, and, um... We're eating some delicious food. We're socially distancing food to our mouth. I have not actually... Yes, no, I haven't. I've tasted every bite of this delicious food. I'm yeah, in awe so far. And so we have Justin here from Cream City Cluckery, and this is no joke. Like I, We got the message on Instagram that, hey, if you want to try the best chicken, you need to come and pay us a visit. And being the uh, cynical people cynical. we are, we're yep. like, oh, I don't know about that. Yes. I s- turned my head away. What did I? I don't know what I did. But did something uh, funny. I, I believe it. I'm a believer. This is some really kind of. We're it's going to be two hard bites to, in. Yeah, it's going to be hard to not <laughs> be do this like, podcast. But we should welcome Justin. Hey, Justin, how Justin. You, how is everything? Like it's great. Yeah, it's great. Thanks for coming, guys. It's a beautiful. Uh, it's a beautiful day, and we're just hanging out. It's, it is a beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful day. day. <laughs> <laughs> um. This the food just keeps coming. I know. I I'm so yeah. excited. There's so much food. Uh, you will you will not leave hungry. I promise. Good. Uh, that's good. We we neither of us have eaten leading up to this moment. So we today totally waited <laughs> our, yeah, entire no, our entire lives. Entire lives. <laughs> uh, leading up to today, and so I mean, here's what I'm surprised about. I expected the chicken. I didn't. Well, I guess I expected the tater tots. Oh my gosh! I know. Here's what I didn't expect: the cake. Yeah, it's crazy. The cake. Yeah, and oh. um, it's gooey butter cake. It oh. is, and we're gonna get into that literally. <laughs> but before we do, um, how about just uh, we we usually pretend the audience has never heard of you or the the, the restaurant, um, and maybe just give us the high level of both, like how you got here and how everything works and what it's all about, and we'll start there. Yeah, absolutely. So I am, uh, my name is Justin Green. I am actually the vice president of hospitality for the Milwaukee Bucks. And so we, um, when when all of this started going down, we had talked about ghost kitchens <laughs> in the past, right? And, and something we threw around, but we were pretty busy. We had, uh, you know, a lot of business uh, going on and um, it, it never just, there was never a right time. And so when this happened and we saw where things were going and that there was going to be a business decline and possibly losing great people, including chefs, that we 
didn't want to lose because they're really hard to replace, we came up with an idea to say, hey, it's, it's time to do our ghost kitchen. What's it going to be? And uh, we made a decision to start looking at the very quickly, did an analysis of the area, what was missing, and what's not here in downtown. And believe it or not, in 30 days, we, from the day we decided to do it to the day we launched the business, it was exactly 30 days. Wow. And uh, That's fast. Jeez. Adam doesn't do anything in 30 days. I, I can't get anything done in 30 days. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. I mean, we built the website internally ourselves. Mm-hmm. We, uh, the, the recipes were done in about 10 or 12 days, and we had that secured. And then from there forward, it was, uh, you know, full forward, just figuring out when, how, what we were going to do. And we, we put a full financial model together. And in the first week, we did what we thought we were going to do our first full month. Wow. In sales. Fantastic. So, all right, I'm going to stop. And, like, it's really hard to listen to you with all this good food. I'm just going to say. <laughs> um, no, just kidding. Uh, what, so what is a ghost kitchen? I've never heard of that. Yeah, so there's several, several names of it, right? Ghost kitchen, virtual kitchen. Um, they basically mean the same thing. And what that means is... It's a space that's used. There's a kitchen that can be used. Some, I mean, in some places where it's allowed, people have even done it out of their homes. And it's a low-risk business launch. So it doesn't have a brick-and-mortar location. You can't walk in and, and go in and order or sit down and eat. It's only available online. And what's great about a business model like that is if this were to have been a miserable failure, which... A lot of my ideas are. <laughs> same here. True entrepreneur. Yeah. 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 Same here. If it would have been a miserable failure, we could just shut it down and act like it never happened. Right? Just yeah. Turn off the website. It, it just goes away. Website disappears and people are like, you know, did, did we, anybody ever try that chicken? What chicken place? I don't know. Any, you know, I don't know anything about what you're, I think that's so awesome. I mean, I know. I thought we were turning into a paranormal podcast yeah. for a second. And here we are learning about new types of businesses. I mean, we... We basically got the secret code on how to how to get here, and um, it feels very you know it felt pretty cool to show up and like hey just come to this door and we'll take care of it. Um, how do you deploy the food? So everything is made. We make everything in our kitchen, and we actually have a, a, a process down where the kitchen goes. Down, believe it or not, down an elevator uh, to a uh, a set of people that are there to uh, run it. And so once we know people are here, their orders put together, everything's cooked fresh. Uh, so the orders put together, we put together the condiments, the drinks, whatever they've ordered, and it's run outside and, and brought to them. It was interesting when we first launched, and we still get a call every once in a while, but I would say uh, every second call was, we're trying to come and eat there and we can't find you. <laughs> and it, it became a joke because I was the one answering the phones when we initially launched everybody's jumping in and we're doing things that are, you know, outside of what we normally do. And I, I was answering the phones and it, it was, I, I could have recorded the answer because it, it just became one of those, well, actually we, we don't have a physical location. You need to go to, you know, you need to go to Highland where the old Bradley center used to be and you're going to see a sign. And, uh, eventually people got to, got into it and understood it. And we answer that question a lot less now. Mm-hmm. We also got smart and made sure that very detailed directions were on the website, yep. um, to make sure that people understood that. Uh, but it's, it's a hard concept for people to grasp. I think 
you'll start to see more of it now, mm -hmm. especially during the pandemic. We're going to have, because um, we're going to have a few guests on, um, we'll get into the, like the, not the details of the food, but a little bit more about how things are made and, and without any secrets being shared. Of sure. course. Obviously, well, the, the, obviously. The, the chefs are the guys to talk to about that. Good. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what else, before we cut you loose, what else should we, should uh, listeners know about how they interact um, the website, socials, you know, how do they stay connected? And I, I can't imagine the Instagram feed for this. I can't because I looked it up. Oh, okay. Oh, it's awesome. It made so, me okay. so hungry. Yeah, all of our <laughs> social is at Cream City Cluck. Okay. At Cream City Cluck. And our uh, website, obviously, creamcitycluckery.com. You can go there. You'll see uh, some some experiments every once in a while. That's what yeah. where the grilled tenders came from. Yep. Those were an, an, an experiment initially, and now they've taken off, so we're going to keep those. Um, and I, I think, listen, you, you want to order, you can order through all of, uh, if you want delivery, uh, Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Eat Street, all of those. Or you can pick up and not pay the, the fees, the fees uh, yeah. that yep. you pay uh, to get those delivered. And you can pick up. Uh, right by uh, Pfizer Forum in the Deer District. Yeah. And everything's made fresh. It's hot. You'll love it. It's there's, amazing. There's absolutely uh, nothing uh, like it. And I, you know, people say that they do tenders and they have great chicken tenders. Until you've tried these, you just, <laughs> no. you just don't get you it. Do, you don't know what you're missing until <laughs> it you is try the absolute best. Unbelievably true. I was thinking that too. I'm like, well, I haven't had a chicken tender like this in, uh, oh, ever. I, bur <laughs> I burned one in the microwave yesterday. That's oh, right. that's, yeah. oh, good. You're yeah. microwaving your chin, chicken tenders. I that's like them fast. Wow. Uh, um, there's one other way to get the food. Start a podcast. Yes. Run it for a couple of years. Start a podcast yeah. about, about, yeah. <laughs> about the focus on Milwaukee and how yeah. to experience yeah. it. And um, exactly maybe right. one day. One day you'll, you'll get in. <laughs> one day. Uh, well, Justin, this was awesome. Thank you for your time, and thank you for your ideas and your creativity. Uh, you're making the city better along with your team, uh, so thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. So, Kenneth. Adam. Yes. Kenneth is here. <laughs> so, Kenneth. Adam. Uh, hey, Kenneth. Welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Glad to be on board. Hey. Are uh, you responsible yeah, for... You, is this your handiwork here? Yes. All the amazingness yeah. in yes. front of us? You're lucky there's a social distancing thing right yeah, now because... we'd be hugging you. Yeah, right? this would be we'd like be a, a, an awkward five-minute hug. Yeah, and... Holy crap, this stuff is with so food in good. our mouths. Um, I don't know where to start with Kenneth. I do. Kenneth, tell us about your history into that got you to this place where we have all this amazing food. Oh, man. <laughs> well, um, I'm born and raised from Kansas City, Missouri. Um, my first uh, affinity of food would be barbecue. So uh, grew up with barbecue my uh parents are from uh Boo Hill, Missouri and also Mississippi. Okay. So um I I'm, I've always been a big fan of comfort food. Loving uh things that remind you or take you to experiences or places. Uh lived in uh LA for about 3 or 4 years, opening up a restaurant out there, worked oh out gosh. there. Uh lived in Dallas, Texas for about 6 7 years, Oklahoma City, uh Florida, uh Denver, Colorado, Minnesota. Uh, Illinois and recently now Wisconsin. Wow. Uh, my positions have ranged from um, executive chef and uh, corporate concept chef of, uh, of, a, of a chain uh, high volume restaurant, but also working hotels, 
Um, this is my first arena experience as far as being uh, the head person. So I'm the senior executive chef over uh, Pfizer Forum and the, the Deer District along with the Mecca Sports Bar and Grill are my responsibilities. Uh, so um, lots of... Uh, I've, I've had lots of great experiences and things that kind of uh, cumulate to sit there and kind of create a lot, uh, curate a lot of these dishes with the with the support of the, the team here uh, of the Cream City Cluckery. So I imagine that. Hold on, stuff just what? started making sense. What? We were just talking about how much we both love Mecca. We were. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a thread here. And and lo and behold, yeah. Kenneth is behind that too. So, I mean. We, we don't is all are the sauces made all the sauces are made from scratch and so i imagine oh, man, your you can taste it too your journeys have so, influenced all yeah of this certainly food. and yeah. i've i've looked at some things and uh you know there's some some, some things that i know that have are sure fire winners in different places that i've worked at and i was just like you know what i've i've, I've uh, let me let me push the envelope let me make this even more progressive to where it's uh craveable or addicting uh to to, to anyone and everyone. I mean, who doesn't love fried chicken at the end of the day? Seriously. If they don't, they better not be listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. going to kick them off our podcast. Off now. Turn it <laughs> off. Um, so the one ingredient I know is in all of this food. I think you know, Adam. Do love. I? It's oh, love. love. It's oh, love. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's you a lot there. of love in okay. here. Got it. I thought you were going to say chicken, and I'm like, well, how do, how do you explain the biscuits? <laughs> Also chicken <laughs> and love. Yeah. So what inspires you around some of these things? Um, I, obviously, you know, where all the places you've been, like we said, but do you challenge, like, how do you challenge yourself to go, I'm, you know what, someone hasn't done this, I'm going to try it. Well, what it, what it, what inspires me is I've, I've worked in a lot of different facets of the industry to where you, you're going to deal with the high end clientele to you're, you're dealing with something that's going to be more ca fast, casual mm -hmm. or uh, that median in between to where you have that nice environment to where it, it could be uh, a nice sit down meal. And what I always refer back to is when I get off of work or do something, what is something that I love to eat? What is something that's yeah. comfortable and comforting to me or or takes me back to something that um, gives me a memory of my my mom or my grandparents or my dad or what what, what they used to do. I grew up with um, fried chicken getting made in a cast iron skillet and uh, the cornbread getting made in the same skillet as well. Oh, so yeah. uh, those are things that just stick out to me in those moments. And then as I, as you said, yeah, you know, putting that love and that effort into it and, and, and understanding like different nuances that I've picked up from different places as I worked to add into these uh different items is great and i mean i didn't come up with all this by myself with some of these items but uh, i've had a lot of feedback and we've had a lot of collaboration with the team sure. to, to make sure that we keep on improving and just uh pinning upon these things that's the name of the game collaboration well i love it collaboration and uh but i'm just going to tell everyone i know kenneth yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i know kenneth so yeah. we're going to make kenneth this i do kenneth the gooey butter cake yes is that Missouri. That is Missouri. Born? That is St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's from one of my uh, experiences as well. I used to work for a, a company uh, with the uh, J. Bucks restaurants, uh, at, and it was uh, based out of St. Louis. Um, and it was one of the first things I learned. And I was I hadn't made that cake in years, and I was just like, you know what? Let me let me kind of dig back in my memory banks and and see how I can 
recreate this to a degree, but also make it to where it's it's personalized and something that's special to me as well. So it is definitely a St. Louis uh, dessert that many people are aware of or, or not aware of. It's, it's, it's kind of amazing uh, when we first launched it, how many people were just like knew about what it was instantly and was like, oh man, you, you're making this. And it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because you think, what is gooey butter cake? Is that, what is that? But having been to St. Louis and learning about the amazingness that is gooey butter cake, I yeah. can't wait to try it. Very excited. What I love is the crispy part of the chicken, yet it's not like rip your mouth, the no, rip your mouth you're right. apart crispy. It's perfect. It's satisfyingly crispy. Yes. Yeah. And it just, it's really good. I, again. We're amateur food, food critics. critics. Yeah, food <laughs> critic pro. So um, here's, uh, I'm just curious because I hate cooking. Mm-hmm. Hate it. Like, it, I'd rather do uh, yard work than cook. Wow. Yeah. Bold. I know. So, what I do love, which I think is similar, but you can correct me because you're the expert, making drinks, experimenting with different spirits. Mm-hmm. Do you get into any of that? Yeah. Or- like, oh, oh of, of course. Of, yeah, okay. Of course. I, I you know, with, with with having been across and and seeing and being a part of the opening process of restaurants, it's always piqued my interest. I've never just been one-sided into uh culinary. I I've, I've always wanted to be in the forefront and leadership of, of 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 understanding all aspects of my of the business and what we're doing. So, uh, I think I've uh with people I work with and continue to sit there and have those relationships that I've built over the years, we've always worked to have that collaboration piece again to where, you know, there's gonna be things that I'm gonna learn from somebody who's a mixologist or they'll learn from me about, hey, different things pair well with uh different spirits or different herbs or different uh, f- uh food food groups in there. And yeah. it's 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 amazing what we could do with a lot of different things. You know what would go well with all of this? Sure, a nice ice cold beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say more chicken, please. I'll uh, have another one. Manhattan. Yeah. Um, uh, so, and I wouldn't be opposed to an old fashioned with that either. Uh, not at all. I think <laughs> absolutely. I think you have so many options to pair uh, of which drinks you might want to pair with any of this food, even though the you know you really get some strong flavors from the food. You do, yeah. They're not overwhelming, and I could see them complementing a lot of whether it's from wine to beer to some kind of uh, um, mixed cocktail. Um, I love the sauces. They're not in the same way. They're not like overbearing. Mm-hmm. They're just they complement the food perfectly. So, I mean, this is. I think we we stumbled on thanks to Jamie. <laughs> we stumbled on a like this is going to be a regular. Stop. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. For at least for me, maybe not for you. I'll come on by myself next time. <laughs> It'll be more. I'll fun. know. I'll know if you're coming here. <laughs> hey, where are you? <laughs> where are you at? Cream hey, I'm City sitting Cluckery. outside Cream yeah. City Cluckery. Why are you there? Yeah, I see your car. Um, but it's uh, it's super easy to get here. Uh, we came from Greendale, and it's was what a ten minute ish, twelve minutes, thirteen yeah. minute ride. Right off the uh, uh, McKinley exit and yep. straight over and plenty of, st- I mean, we had no issue parking on the street. Right. Well, I assume during a Bucks game, it's going to be different. But yeah, during a Bucks game, but I don't know if 
how that'll work for you yeah, guys. Yeah, I mean, I would I would say by that time, if we're, if we're in the Bucks game, we're, we'll, we'll have a different location kind of thought out for this. And as Justin alluded to, we're, we are looking at expanding and, and, and making sure this brand moves forward. Yeah, I can recommend Greendale. would yeah. be a great sp- spot. To, uh, yeah, there's a place right my down the street from my house. <laughs> uh, I, I, the, a Bucks game would not stop me. No. From getting this food. No. Because... Tremendous. If I have to go to the Bucks game to get the food, I'll go to a Bucks yeah. game. <laughs> Just not with me, because I right, obviously go we'll by myself. Clearly, cool. Uh, is there anything else we need to know about the food and the creation, and or you before no. we cut you loose? No, I think I think this is great. I appreciate you guys this time. Uh, I look forward to. I'm I'm glad I can share my love of of food and passion with everyone else, and I, I'm I'm I, I love the following and the feedback that we've been receiving from everyone. Well, it's well deserved. It is well deserved. Yeah, yeah. keep it up. Thank you, yeah, guys. Right. Thank, Thank you. All right, Adam. Up next, and potentially our final guest. Well, I don't care if unless they keep, they keep feeding us. If they keep feeding us, <laughs> you can bring anyone and everyone onto this podcast. So we've got Clifford here. Um, we're gonna pretend like we just met, and, uh, and that we haven't been friends for years. Yeah. Uh, so tell us a bit about what you do here for Cream City Cluckery, or well, the Bucks, or all of it. Well, I'm the executive chef of the Pfizer Forum. Uh, I've been in the position for about a year and a half now, um, and when they brought brought the concept of the cluckery to the table, before before it was even the cluckery, it was my birthday when they said, "Hey, we're going to do a ghost kitchen." And I thought they, I thought they were pranking me. First of all, well, yeah, because yeah. what is a ghost kitchen right. at that time, right? Right. Could you? Yeah. Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah perfect. And uh, so so they pitched the idea, and I thought first of all they were pranking me. Second of all, I thought what a great birthday gift is like a problem to solve, like in the middle of this pandemic, is something like <laughs> sure something to really draw my focus and give me some like real direction. So uh, it was a really exciting conversation coming up with what we were going to do. We were all over the place on like where we wanted to be and how we wanted to approach the market. So. Uh, you know, I've been here from the beginning of the cluckery as far as developing the recipes, and, and I'd say my role is to take a lot of what Chef Ken puts forth as his recipes, and I, I apply that to the bigger scale to where uh, our production levels, our par levels are being handled, the ordering, the procedures, and the training of the people to, to get it right and consistent all the time is really kind of my role there at this point. And what I, a key role. Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably an overlooked aspect of taking something to scale and uh, to have consistency in flavor and experience. I mean, that's no easy task. And so, geez, I think you and you and Ken, Kenneth are like the perfect one-two punch then for that. Yeah, it's really great. We've, we've worked together. We started working together 15 years ago in Kansas City, Missouri. And oh. uh, when he came to Milwaukee. Okay. It, it, Another <laughs> piece of the puzzle comes yeah. together. So when he came to Milwaukee. He was, came to Milwaukee and, you know, he, he, he had started out. I think he was at the Fister at the time. And, and I was really happy in my position and wasn't really looking. But we, we had reconnected a little bit. And uh, he had me out to tour the arena one day, and then something popped up where he said, hey, I, I think I got a spot. What do you think? And I said, well, let's let's talk about it. Yeah. And then I interviewed, and I said, let's talk about it some more. This is really exciting. So to be a part of this, I, I, I wouldn't even expect to do, be that. But really, I mean, that's what the arena is all about, what you said about the scalability is, uh, you know, when you look at feeding 18,000 people, you know, you deal with, with, with such vast quantities of food, things that... My last position was very, very personal, and I touched every single plate. And and now I'm sort of managing managers to manage other managers, <laughs> wow. and it, it's quite a quite a distance away. And so, 
when you get something that starts out as a concept and it's my job to bring it around to a scalability sense and, and try and hit that consistency without, without negating any of the quality, it really becomes quite a challenge and, and uh, part of the effort to train people to, to understand those little, I guess, uh, indescribable things that I might think about that provide a little nuance of, of improving this or a, a way that you handle something in the pan or, or just like the small details that, that, that get it from point A to point B. He's in the pressure cooker. <laughs> get it? <laughs> wow. Get it? I did. I can't imagine. And I still. <laughs> I can't cook for myself. I can't imagine the, the scale at which you work. And, you know, at any event, the one thing, one of the one or two things people remember the food mm-hmm. and the experience with it. It's absolutely personal. It's the yeah. one thing that ties us all together. Right. Yep. Three meals a day, right? It's why you don't, you know, or you can, but it's why you get, when you prepare for an event at the Pfizer Forum, you are ready to try all of the places you can. And so I, yeah. uh, you know, I know it was a, a really stellar dad joke, but I mean, there is, <laughs> there is a lot of pressure, I guess, around your work and your team's work and, um, and it, I, I think you guys are doing more. a great job. So from well, my experiences you. here, I've been here for a few times. I guess the pressure's off. Pressure's off. You're, You're doing all right. It. Yeah. It's different pressure. You can relax. Yeah. It, it's different pressure right it's now different. because, you know, with, with the arena not bringing in people, we're, we're, we're trying very hard to keep people employed and we're trying to be financially responsible. Uh-huh. And all the while, we're still trying to provide something that, that the average person can enjoy. You know, this chicken tender concept at, at such an approachable price uh, in this specific area, in this little corner of Milwaukee, where there really isn't a whole lot of like dining options. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, I, I think I think it's fun to have identified a niche, solved a little bit of a problem, be something for something else, and to have that greater meaning of of giving us all uh, some some project to work on and and develop. And and it really feels like it's got some permanence. It's not just a a concept that you come up with and in three years you know you're going to reconcept because the entire the entire dining landscape has changed. Right. I, these chicken tenders, I imagine you could see them in 15 and 20 years. Absolutely. And, absolutely. And that's exciting to be part of. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, with everything that's changed, um, how things have re- been required to change restaurants, everybody pretty much, it's, it's kind of a, I don't want to say a silver lining. It's just really cool to see some of the, disruption some of the adaptation yeah, that right. people have gone through and and persevered yeah through it life forces innovation Created, or, yeah. Yeah, yeah or thrived even for so, sure was it was it pretty cool when you launched and you're like watching orders come in and they kept coming in I mean, was want, that a cool feeling you want to talk about a pressure cooker i was <laughs> i was the guy hand cutting every single tender so uh-huh. So on our first day, you know, you, you just don't understand the scalability of what, what, what this thing you've done is going to gonna be. And, uh-huh. and so there we were. And I think I foolishly started the day with a couple of gallons of each sauce. And, and I probably had 40 or 50 pounds of chicken tenders. It sounds already. like a lot. It, it feels yeah. like a lot, yeah. you would yeah. think. And, and we went through pan one, pan two, pan three, like in the first hour or two. And I'm like, oh, oh this is going to be a problem. I got to get, <laughs> I got to get going on this. More and, chicken. and so the first like two or three weeks, that's, that's what it was, was just practically cutting chicken to order. Uh, so 
it was one of those things where I don't think in the moment you enjoy it. You, you're just sitting there like, how do I get through this? How do I, how do I plow through? And, and in retrospect, you think, wow, that was really cool. How exciting mm -hmm. was that? And to be part of that, to have such a successful opening out of the gate. Like uh, I think in our first couple of weeks, we had one night where we sold like $5,000 in sales. And when you're looking at a $25 chicken that's, bucket, that's, like that's, that's, that's a, a chicken. whole lot yeah, of chicken. That is it's, a lot, wow. So the learning curve was very aggressive and very fast. And uh, the whole while, again, trying to keep that consistency right. We we had a few, a few times where we've tried some various methods where we wanna maybe automate the process in some way. And we just can't find anything like it's gotta be hand-breaded. And, and the more we try things, the more we just realize that the way we're doing it's the right way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you can, as we, uh, we told Kenneth too, like the, you can feel the love in the food. Mm -hmm. For sure. And it's, it's like the, the, I'm not like, we're, we're not getting paid for this. Nope. Nope. Uh, you guys are not a sponsor. So this is no. totally just from our experience of trying the food and being honest to our audience. But, it's like everything is just entwined with each other. The flavor, the, the seasonings, the crispiness, the chicken, like it's like it's one blended experience. It's not separate things and not any one thing overwhelming the other. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I really appreciate that. That's, I hadn't quite looked at it that way, but I would say, you know, all credit goes to Kenneth. Like his, they, they were his incepted recipes. He, he curated these recipes over years and, when we came to the table with what we were going to do, he said, "I think these are these are what we ought to do." And there was some minor, uh, some minor adjustments to to really just we we had a few discussions as a group about what we wanted the product to be and adjusted some of the seasonings. Uh -huh. But for the most part, and and coming back around to what I'd said is, Kenneth brings the idea to the table, and I'm the one that puts the rubber to the road and, yeah, and gets yeah. it gets it going. So, so I'm sh we call him Kenneth, and and I, I know you called him Ken, but you you've known him longer, so you can probably do that. We're we thought Kenneth yeah. sounded badass. Plus Kenneth is like badass. Yeah, <laughs> he is so, badass. He's a yeah. culinary badass. So, uh, um, love it. Uh, it was so great to meet you and spend some time. And oh, I have one more question. Yeah. Okay. Is it all right? Yeah. All right. So no, we, this is what we asked Red Kenneth. Time. This, this Sorry, is what we asked Kenneth. This is my podcast. That's fine. Uh, what um, what would you? recommend or how would what kind of drinks would you pair with some of this food because we I won't reveal any of our answers from before but I'm just interested in your take on it too well um, once we started our partnership with the drink Wisconsinly it just felt so natural that that simple lager drink Wisconsinly line and Kugel's beer yeah just felt so natural and this isn't like some shill plug it just like when you got the tenders and the tenders are such a great warm comfort food and then you think about getting a big box of that, and then you're able to pick up a cold six-pack of beer along with it. Like, hot, tender, cold beer right there. You could go sit out in the plaza and go yeah. enjoy and just have a great Friday night, I feel. So I think, I think the tenders and the beer are a great thing. Like, I love it. That's um, really funny. Kenneth's first answer yeah. was a cold beer. Cold beer. And what, my I, mouth water. what I love about that is, well, at least, you know, Adam and I are unsophisticated, so we're we just dug in with our fingers. <laughs> um, but you you know you're, it's kind of it, it, in some ways finger food. Or you're you're holding a sandwich, and you you sort of expect you're holding a beer with that too. So it, it just feels right, doesn't it? It's yeah. the it's the Milwaukee, it's the Wisconsin way. Yeah. Well, yeah, that probably influences it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but but like we were talking before, you can definitely see uh, anything really 
going with this and, and kind of said he well, he'd want an old fashioned to to go Ooh, along with it. And well, so, yeah, he's he's definitely been moved by certain things here yeah. in Wisconsin. <laughs> it's good to see the influences. It is. Yeah, it right, is good to see. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you guys have been great to us today and uh, really appre- appreciate the time. I sincerely appreciate you having the time to talk with us. Thank you. Cool. All right. Cool. Thanks. Have a great day, guys. You too. You too.